So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. And when I read that, I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound like love Yeah, to me. it doesn't yeah. sound yeah. very fair. Like Mary and Martha were thinking that too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you get yeah. that sense when he meets up with them later is you almost get a tone with Martha and Mary doesn't even show up when Jesus does. They're a little unhappy with him, but they didn't understand mm-hmm. what Jesus and yeah. God were up to. Welcome, everyone, to podcast number 135, Renew Your Mind. With us today, we have Senior Pastor Paul Gruenberg. We have Associate Pastor Jeremy Teroux, who's also our Director of Family and Youth. And we have Retired Pastor Barry Sweet. And we have myself, Dana Hall, as the moderator. And we're picking up uh, where we left off last week. We're looking at, uh, last week we looked at John 10 to prepare ourselves for Palm Sunday and Holy Week activities and Easter itself. And today we want to dive into John 11. Um, and, and just to recap our last podcast, we're looking at John. And tell us again why John is different than the other three synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Well, simply because it is more of a spiritual, maybe theological kind of writing that John is trying to get them uh, to to see John 20-something talks how this is all about, this gospel is all about helping people to know and believe that Jesus is the one. And he just takes a different uh, tact. Uh, Barry, we were talking earlier, said that 60% of what's in John does not appear in the other Gospels. The other Gospels almost follow each other, uh, not verbatim, but uh, pretty closely. And John will even put some things in a different order, not because, and his focus isn't writing it chronologically. His focus is theological, mm-hmm. spiritual, and um, one of the major themes of the Gospel of John is Jesus is God. And yes. he beats people over the head with that theme. Mm-hmm. Every single chapter, there's something that alludes to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, and I think that's why it's so different is he has this great agenda, to be honest with you, um, of making sure that that message is clear. Yeah, right from the get-go, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Right. He says it right from the start. And then last week we, you talked about in John 10 where I and the Father are one. doesn't yep. get any clearer than that. Yep. Yeah, they're ready to stone him. Even right. if we don't understand that, uh, they understood right. that he was claiming to be God. And it's full of I am statements, which I am who I am from the Old Testament is a Jesus claiming to be God in a variety of different ways. Mm-hmm. And can you remind us who they are, Pastor Paul, for our listeners? Well, they are the disciples. And and right now, uh, as we go from chapter uh, 10 to 11, uh, the Pharisees uh, and mm-hmm. uh, teachers of the law, mm-hmm. they're, they're aware, they're the ones who are wanting to stone Jesus. Uh, they're wanting to uh, get rid of him because he's becoming a thorn in their side. And we're going to learn a little bit more about that here. Okay. Yeah, he's about to become a really big thorn with what happens with Lazarus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So starting in chapter 11 then, uh, just to set the stage, now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary, and her sister Martha. This Mary, 
whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, the sickness will not end in death. Now that's really interesting. Uh, no, it is for the it is for God's glory, so that God's Son may be glorified through it. So he's already setting up the purpose: why Lazarus is sick, uh, what will not happen to Lazarus, and the well. We said why, so that Jesus would be revealed as God's Son mm-hmm. and may be glorified through it. So we're going to have to watch toward the end. Does Jesus get glorified? Hmm. I think it's interesting because, I mean, the next thing, uh, verse 5 says, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. And when I read that, I'm like, what? <laughs> it doesn't sound like love yeah, to me. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. sound yeah. very fair. I think Mary and Martha were thinking that too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you get yeah. that sense when he meets up with them later is you almost get a tone with Martha and Mary doesn't even show up when Jesus does. They're a little unhappy with him, but they didn't understand mm-hmm. what Jesus was yeah. and God were up to here. Like both of them say, if you would have been here, he wouldn't have died. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And of course, Jesus's purpose is to make sure that Lazarus is dead. Mm-hmm. In fact, mm-hmm. not just having died, he wants him dead for a while. Oh, yeah. Four days. <laughs> yeah. He's been in the tomb for four days. That's right. Yeah. So he was good and dead. Where does it say four days? It'll say uh, verse 17. Okay, thank you. So there it is. Okay, yeah. yeah. So in verse 11, after he said this, he went on to tell them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going there to wake him up. So he says fallen asleep and that he's going to go wake him up. He kind of softens it there. He does. Yeah, Yeah, he uses that earlier in his ministry too when he raises a girl from the dead. He Mm -hmm. says, she's "She's not dead, she's only sleeping. So he kind of sets it up like, she's going to wake up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So in verse 12, right after that, his disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. Jesus has been speaking, had been speaking of his death. But the disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I am glad I was not there so that you may believe. But let us go to him. Interesting, too, is that below the surface is you have to ask the question, how does Jesus know he's dead unless he's God? Uh You know, that's another way John slips in that message of, of Jesus has knowledge that a normal human being doesn't have, and that's because he's God in the flesh. Yes. Well, is it because he's God in the flesh, or is it because he is so tied in with the Holy Spirit that he's aware of everything that's going on? Because he's fully human. True. And he's given up all of his power. I think those kind of go together, though. Yeah, I do, too. Um, I think that's true. And because he's God in the flesh, he's perfectly tied in to the Father and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So the Holy Spirit knows Mm -hmm. everything. Yes. But there's so many other times in the Gospel of John where Jesus knows things that Mm -hmm. a normal one of us person wouldn't know. Mm -hmm. Yes. And and I think that's John's intention of slipping in the message. But I also think it does tie into your messages that the Trinity 
the Godhead, yeah. is so tied together in what's happening in this process and that they're all working together. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So then verse 16, Barry. <laughs> Thomas is one of my favorite disciples because he says what everybody else is thinking. Um, and he says, well, then let us go and die with him. You know, Mr. Happy. Um, <laughs> and other times we, we call him Doubting Thomas. I, I tend to appreciate Thomas's questions and honesty, his honesty and bluntness, mm-hmm. um, maybe but, because I'm like that. But, but why did he think they would die? Because going back to um, near Jerusalem okay. is dangerous for Jesus at this point. Okay. I mean, he has a, they're, they're trying to kill him mm-hmm. at this point and to go back there. And they're going to go be visible again. Right. They'll be yeah. visible and very visible after this event. Right. Yeah, very visible. Yeah. So on his arrival, verse 17, Jesus found that Lazarus had been in the tomb for four days. Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem. And many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. So there's a there's a crowd here, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And isn't, I just want to pause there for a minute. Yeah. Um, so many people shake their fist at God when somebody dies. Mm. Right. It is not, it is not new. This isn't the first time it's happened. It happened long before this uh, event, but we want to blame God for death. Uh, for somebody dying. If you had just done something, Lord. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yet it's really humanity's fault because Adam and Eve decided Mm -hmm. to allow Satan to twist the truth and they believed Satan over against God. And the wages of sin are death. Death. So death entered the world with Adam and Eve's sin. God didn't bring it. No. Jesus is here in this process to rectify that whole situation, yeah. to to defeat death itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and through what happens with Lazarus is a foreshadowing of that, but he's defeating death. And mm-hmm. so he had to let him die to accomplish this. And yeah. Jesus had to die to accomplish it. Right. Yep. So with people then getting mad at God, it's not that it's misplaced anger. But it's something that people always have to end up working through. Yeah. And it's not just with death. I mean, God, if if you would have done something, I wouldn't have lost my job, right? Or fill in the blank. Right. God, if you would have heard me. If, you if you're all you know, powerful. Yep. If you are who you say you are. Mm-hmm. But we misplace some of that. Mm-hmm. Well, we always we always want to find a cause. We always need yeah. something to blame, you know. It's the doctor's fault. Mm-hmm. It's, you know. But I think it's important that Scripture is honest, and it isn't mm-hmm. about all of, you know, the disciples and everyone. Is It doesn't pull any punches and sugarcoat who they are. Mm-hmm. And Martha here is shown as, if you had been here, you get a sense of tone oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. in there. You do. And you know what? I think any one of us walking in her shoes, not knowing the plan um, that's being set up, might have had the tone too. 
Oh, sure. I mean, it, the, the tone still exists today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's raw Guilty. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, and you can even imagine with people, you know, they had seen Jesus heal other people, right? Yeah. So, well, why'd you heal those people and you're right. not healing that brother? Not one of your best friends. Of, yes. You can yeah. imagine those kind of, you know, feelings. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure yet. that they were. And, and that had to be part of why Mary didn't come out of the house. Remember, mm-hmm. she's the one who sat at Jesus' feet. Yes. Right. And um, there was, I think there was a sense of hurt mm-hmm. that Jesus didn't treat Lazarus either as well as others or maybe even special. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Jesus sets it up, verse 22, but I, I know that even now God will give you what you ask. Mm-hmm. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha, of course, like most of us, misunderstands it and says, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, and here's that wonderful, famous verse that is right in your face. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live, even though he dies. And And whoever believes and, I'm sorry, whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? And that's the question that yeah. gets answered. Jesus mm-hmm. makes the statement, I am the way, right? And then he asks, do you believe this? And we all have to come to account. Exactly. When And it's an I am statement. Mm-hmm. Yes. I am the resurrection and the mm-hmm. life. It's so, it's a statement that he's God and has the power of God. And then that question, do you believe this, is it's a multifaceted question. Do you believe who I am? And what I can do. Mm-hmm. And we all have to answer that question. We do. And that, yeah. and that trips up so many people. It does. Yes, Lord, she told him, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God who was, who was to come into the world. Amen. Boy, that's, yeah. just, that's just the complete answer. Right? It is. Yes. You are the Christ, which means Messiah, the Son of God who was to come into the world. She's captured it all. Mm-hmm. And then they go back to the village. Uh, there's, again, uh, a number of Jews who were with Mary and Martha mourning the death of Lazarus and down to uh, verse 33. When Jesus saw her weeping, Mary, now he's, uh, well, let's go back up to 32. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died again. Now the other sisters mm-hmm. yeah, same, mm-hmm. same, same thing, thing. right? Yep. Yep. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see, Lord, they re- replied. And then here's the shortest verse, mm-hmm. but the most moving verse, Jesus wept. Why do you think Jesus wept? I think that it really shows his humanity mm-hmm. and his love and compassion for Lazarus, his sisters, and all the people who were so um, so uh, sad about this death. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder, too, if it isn't weeping at what's been wrought by sin. Yeah. You know, the the effects of sin and that what death does to Just people death. and families yes. and the devastation it brings. Right. And he weeps at that because yeah. that's what he's coming to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. And I would I would even 
think in the broader sense of the term, uh, um, the sinful nature. Yeah. The whole thing with Adam. Yeah, just, right. yeah, he's, Look what's happened. he's mourning over it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I do think it's the compassion piece and caring for people. I don't think that's at all inappropriate. In fact, I'm glad to see that. That's his human side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also that deeper sense of he can see what's happened throughout history. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mourns what's happened. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. Mm. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have (laughs) kept this man from dying? So there's the question. That's the gauntlet that's being laid down. Mm -hmm. Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor for it. He has been there for four days. Then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? It's like, come on, guys. <laughs> Trust me. Keep how, up with me here. <laughs> how, many t- how many times, right? So they took, this, took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, and I love this. Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. Um, the intimacy, mm-hmm. uh, I, I love, you know, daddy. Yeah. I thank you that you've heard me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think daddy is probably more important, appropriate than father. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here. I'd have to look at the original language if it's Abba or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but you know, it's almost, he's modeling also maybe how we should handle this situation. Mm-hmm. You know, we pray to God for things and, and you, you give it to him and Lord, I thank you that you've heard me, yeah. whatever the outcome. Yep. And this right. is where he takes his eyes off the challenge in the situation and he puts them on the father mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. the miracle comes. He does the same thing when he multiplies the bread right. and fish. He looks up to the father. God gets he stops the glory. looking at the challenge and he looks at the father. And that's a lesson for all of us. Because there's nothing that's too difficult right, mm-hmm. uh, for the father. For so the Holy maybe Spirit. we do need to take our eyes off the challenge mm-hmm. and look at the father. Yeah. I think he provides There's that some example. There's lessons there, yeah. Yep. Verse 43, when he had said this, Jesus called out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. What a powerful moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean... Imagine you're you're one of the Jews there. The anticipation, oh, he's having the stone moved, right? And people mm-hmm. move it. You know, I imagine three or four yeah, early guys, early guys yeah. moving that yeah. stone aside, and and the <laughs> the sweet odor of death coming out yeah. of the tomb, and then Jesus saying or commanding Lazarus come out, and he's he's speaking to a dead man, right? <laughs> Right? He doesn't lay hands on him. He doesn't. No. There's no physical contact. It's all verbal, uh-huh. um, which is is kind of what I think of with the creation. Mm-hmm. Let yes. there be light. The Let there the word. power yep. of of God to speaking speak it. 
life yeah. speaking into being yeah, that speaking which into being there. and yeah. this is happening again with Lazarus in the beginning was the word he's the word right, right. his spoken word brings yeah. life yeah so we don't we don't have a, a party that goes on I imagine there was some kind of oh, yeah. uh, great celebration but John moves uh, right into therefore many of the Jews who had come to visit Mary, and had seen what Jesus did, put their faith in him. Mm. That's one response. That's one response. And here's the contrast. But some of them went to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. Then the chief priests and the Pharisees called a meeting of the Sanhedrin. And the Sanhedrin was a grouping of all of the leaders. Let's call them, I don't want to call them the Senate or... (laughs) House of Representatives. It's kind of on that level, but it's on that level within Judaism. It's a religious, spiritual group, right? So the Sanhedrin had a makeup of Pharisees, of Sadducees, uh, Sadducees, and Sadducees didn't believe in the resurrection, Resurrection, right? Uh, And then the I guess it would have been like a a three part uh, Congress, yeah. And there's there's some similarities, and they didn't get along. No. Things haven't changed much. <laughs> <laughs> so it goes on. What are we accomplishing, they ask. Here is this man performing many miraculous signs. And, and here's, I starred this. If we let him go on like this, everyone will believe in him. And then the Romans will come and take away both our place and our nation. They were more afraid of the Romans than God. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if Jesus can do this speak life into death, right? Mm-hmm. You think he would be able to handle the Romans. Maybe he would become the warrior king, you know, King right. David. And, and, and you just, can almost see why some of the, the Jews were disappointed that the Messiah wasn't that, because Jesus really had the power. He did. Oh, yeah. And they've seen it. Yeah. I mean, he could resurrect an army. Yeah. You know, think of the bone, the valley of bones in the Old Testament. Yeah, definitely. You know, he could do that. And, you know, one day in the future, he's going to come in that way. Exactly. That's how he returns. Yep. Yeah. And, the, and, and the, again, both of those pictures of the Messiah are clear in Scripture in the Old Testament. Yes. But we just we just want to see the, yeah. the second coming. And the we conquering. completely <laughs> miss the uh, final sacrifice that Jesus was to be to set free Mm -hmm. all the prisoners. And it says, then one of them named Caiaphas, who was the high priest that year, spoke up, you know nothing at all. You do not realize that it is better for you that one man die for the people than the whole nation perish. Exactly the point. (laughs) So what's really interesting is the question, did, well, did God ordain this? Or did it happen? And We're going to get into predestination that. here. Yeah. <laughs> we, let's not. We have let's a Presbyterian not. at the table. No, no, no. <laughs> I, mean, I won't make us go there. <laughs> so it says, well, here's, the, here's our answer, 51. He did not say this on his own, but as the high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the Jewish nation, and not only for the nation, but also for the scattered children of God to bring them together and make them one. So from that day on, they plotted to take his life. Isn't it interesting that Caiaphas didn't know that he was prophesying? He didn't know really what he was saying Mm -hmm. and how it through history and through time would echo as the exact reason why Jesus came and what he was there to do. Yeah. He got it right. 
He just didn't know it. Yes, I think the con- that's right. Context was beyond him. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been for any one of us. Yeah, but um, how God pulls that out of the situation mm-hmm. and has us <clears throat> today still holding on to it. Yes, that just points to the validity of Scripture and how God's part of Scripture and, and is Scripture, and the Word mm. is from God. Mm-hmm. Is He able to pull that out of Caiaphas so that we can hold on to it centuries later? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the what what the devil meant for bad, the God meant, God mm-hmm. meant for good. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. And then they plotted to take his life, which. Jesus had been angling for for a while. You know, he knew it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. It just reminds me that if the leaders, if the leaders would have known, would they have? Well, they couldn't. It, this had to happen. Um, Jesus had to die for the sins of the world. He had to be the final sacrifice that would break the devil's hold on on the world. Yeah. So that had to happen. Well, but I, and, even and in the whole process of defeating. Redeeming sin and defeating death. Mm-hmm. Both that it's it's a two-pronged piece. And that's why the death and the resurrection yeah, have to happen. Absolutely. Um, I mean, if, if Jesus just died, nothing would have been accomplished. No. He would have been a good guy that died on the cross. Yeah. The resurrection seals it. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, Dana, we're running long today. Oh my. I was too enthralled thinking of, the, yeah, just thinking. So I think <laughs> <laughs> at the, uh, we'll wrap up this uh, chapter of John 11. And um, yeah, we have a lot to think about before as we approach Holy Week or actually Palm Sunday and Holy Week and Easter. So we thank everybody for joining us. Um, if you want to join us in person on Sundays, we have a traditional service at 9 a.m. and a contemporary at 1045 a.m. And if you can't join us in person, we also have uh, Facebook Live. You can view us on Facebook Live and YouTube. And we just want to remind everyone of the events coming up. We have Palm Sunday um, on April the 2nd. Is that right? Um, mm-hmm. And then um, later that week, we have a, a white breakfast at 9.30 a.m. on Monday, Thursday, April the 6th. We'll have a 7 p.m. service later that day, worship service at 7 p.m. On Good Friday, we'll have a service at 12 p.m. And it's ecumenical. Correct. Did I say that correctly? Yeah. So we'll have lots of, uh, we'll have uh, several other churches join us. And on Sunday, we will have our regular 9 a.m. traditional service. Um, After that, we'll have an Easter brunch from 10 to 11. And then our contemporary service starts at 1045 a.m. So we hope you can join us. If you have any questions, visit our website or call the office at 989-732-5380. Thanks, everyone, for listening. 